best minds in the business are ready to have their say. This is the Melbourne Racing Panel. Welcome to the Racing Panel, five after eight on RSN 927. Group one racing returning to Melbourne at Caulfield with the Memsey Stakes today and an outstanding support card, enough to get you very excited about the spring ahead. And I'm sure one person as excited as I welcome in is Dean Lester, the leader of our panel. Good morning to you, Dean. Yes, good morning, Warren. How are you feeling about today's racing? Oh, yeah. If you can't get excited about this, uh, you might want to pick another sport because this is a terrific day. The Memsey, it's a really proper Group 1 race with plenty of depth. And uh, and then you have questions answered in the uh, McNeil, the Mayors, in the Cockrum, uh, the Sprinters. We'll see how uh, a few line up there. And, uh, no, it's just all the way through the program. There's just so much uh, interest and uh, hopefully some winners. David Gately, as I welcome you in, you've got to focus on more than the Caulfield program, but I'm sure when you are delving through the form at Caulfield, you, you really do start, do start getting excited about the, the weeks and months ahead. Yeah, spot on. I mean, even the Cockrum, isn't it? Um, you know, it's probably the best Cockrum I've seen. A couple of unbeaten gallopers. You've got Star Patrol and Passive Aggressive with the, the Winter Stars, if you like. And Elation, you can add to that, and they're all here. So, um, add to that, you touched on uh, Sydney, some some terrific uh, group threes up there. Nicole Thomas from the Tab's going to give us all the the market moves and some exciting racing at Caulfield, as we've mentioned, and Sydney. Welcome you in, Nicole. What's the interest been in the meeting like from your customers throughout the uh, the time since the fields have been uh, finalised? Yeah, very good morning to you. Well, the punters have really bet into these markets, so we've got some really good shorteners in pretty much every race as well. So race five, Ath Cabin, is probably one of the best of them, and passive-aggressive, I'd say it's probably the best-backed runner early. That's race seven, number seven. Storm King in the first has been pretty popular as well, and some money for Lady of Honour in race two. But as I said, they're betting up a storm here early, the punters. We're on a soft six at Caulfield and likely to hold that throughout the day with the rail in the true position. Jai McNeil galloped a horse there this morning, reported back to Tim Bailey that he thought that soft six rating was good. When the fog clears, it might be a nice day out there, but Tim Bailey's not expecting a lot of improvement. So likely to race on a soft six throughout the day with the rail in the true position. Before we get stuck into the first, an update on Billy Egan, who had that fall in the last race at Pakenham yesterday. Thanks again to Matty Hyland, the CEO of the Victorian Jockeys Association for Sending us through an update. Billy, who's obviously not riding today, is having surgery to relieve some pressure in his upper arm, most likely ligament nerve injury. At this stage, they couldn't identify any leg or arm fractures, but he was in quite a deal of pain, and that's what uh, justified the, the surgery to try and relieve that, which they think was most likely ligament and nerve damage. So hopefully we get you back on track sooner rather than later, Billy, following that form fall yesterday, and thank you to Matty Highland for passing through the latest information there. The first at Caulfield today, 12.25, over 2,000 metres at benchmark 78 level. We take out numbers 1, 10, and 15. How does the market look in the first, Nicole? Yeah, with those scratchings, we do have a 19 cent deduction here. I've worked the prices back with that. So, American Angel has still been a shortener, the favourite number nine, four eighty into four dollars twenty. Storm King has been met with good support, number twelve, eight dollars into four dollars sixty overall. Somerset Morm shortened this morning, number five. It went ten dollars into eight dollars. Hanardi, number thirteen, a drifter out to the eight dollar fifty quote. Spanish Tides, number six, is a ten dollar chance, pretty solid at that mark. Number two, fifth position, fourteen dollars into 10 some specking there protection money number 8 14 into 12 Shakespeare number 4 a $16 chance Kissinger number 11 is 18 research number 3 $19 here for a good time is number 14 it's 26 and Maha Shakti number 7 is a 
$51 chance, but very good money for the favourite American Angel. Storm King's been backed as well, and Somerset Morm some recent support this morning. A few different form lines coming together in the first, Dino. First of all, how do you think they might run it? Yeah, I don't know if there's uh, breakneck speed here, Warren, uh, looking at the at the map, but I thought Storm King would probably use that inside draw. Resurge might be prominent, and then just depends on how a horse like Kissinger begins from out wide. Uh, he can race handy if he begins cleanly, and he, he's uh, drawn the outside gate. American Angels out there as well, but uh, yeah, it's a little, I would say Storm King down to the rail first, and then whether there's pressure from out wide. What are you doing here? Uh, yeah, I might be uh, late uh, to the... Uh, Coram Warren, uh, I think it's a tricky start to the program. Uh, I'm going with Somerset Morm. I just think he's building to a win. He's run last start beyond Lyrical Lad. I think that form's as good as anything. And at least I think he's on the up in his preparation. Uh, protection money's come back really well for Nigel Blackest. And I think he's got a terrific chance. Number eight, nine American Angel of these mares running here. I think she's the one maybe that'll run the 2,000 metres. And uh, I've put in fifth position. who turned his form around last start courtesy of a great Damien Oliver ride, but at least uh, he hit the line quite well. But, uh, yeah, I think a tough start to the program now, Warren. Five, eight, nine and two. Gator, how are you playing the first? Yeah, look, I, I saw it as a challenge as well. Look, I went to, to Storm King. He had an easy lead in a ch- at a Chuka, but he did bolt in. He beat the older horses. He was just no match for really promising run prior to that. I think that second at Duke of Hastings here in a race that rated well says he, he measures up. I know Duke of Hastings did fail last week, but had genuine excuses. And looks the first leader here, um, first use of that inside sector, which we haven't um, haven't had traffic on for a while. Spanish Tides, really good win at the Valley off off, um, off midfield. It was a better day to be handy, saving ground. And then ran on well here with the 61. You know, time there was useful as well. The 2000 looks OK. Protection money hit the line sweetly fresh, then kept closing at Flemington. Behind a key rival, fifth position, now meets him four kilos better. And he's third up off 66 weeks, so... Easy to say um, he can turn the tables on that, whole, on that horse and, and hence a winning hope. An American Angel, she has tackled 2,000 metres once in the past. Uh, she was close up in a Group 1 South Australia um, Oaks that day. She crossed the line with Spanish Tides last start, so must have a case. Very genuine horse. I uh, went 12, 6, 8, 9. 5, 8, 9 and 2 from Dean Lester. 12, 6, 8 and 9 from Gator, I'm thinking that the progression of number eight protection money, this preparation's been terrific from a good draw, might get a lovely run. And I agree with Dino, it's probably not the, the greatest betting race on the card, but I thought protection money was well placed. Third up, eight ahead of 11, Kissinger, who might need some luck from that wider draw, but the improving track is a positive and he might roll forward from that draw. Nine, American Angels building to that next win. She does need to get it on the board. And three, Research might be somewhere near the speed and give a sight. My numbers are eight, 11 and nine and three in the first. Dino, before we move on to the second, just with the rail back to the true position, we're in a soft six at this stage and fairly benign conditions. Your thoughts on how the track might play? Oh, it's it's been pretty well protected, that inside patch, Warren. So uh, uh, I would expect that the inside will play fairly well. Uh, you'd have to think that yeah, it'll wear out uh, through the day with it being a soft six as opposed to if we were getting onto a you know, a drier track in there to hold up for the day. But uh, yeah, monitor through the day. But until further notice, I think that inside patch will play pretty well. Probably inside four horses. You any thoughts there, Gator? Yeah, no, I saw it similarly. I think if it was a bone-dry track, I'd be a bit nervous, but it's not. Uh, and a soft ground, I expect it to play well and then probably just um, just chop up inside later in the day, yeah. 
race two on the program is for the Mayors over 1,400 metres at benchmark 90 level. We'll take out number two, Sir Lemur. Nicole, what's the market doing? With that Sir Lemur out of the market, it's a 23% deduction on the opening win prices here. But after that, we still bet $3.80, Lady of Honour, number five, the favourite. It's into $2.90 now. Number eight, Groovy Kind of Love, it's $5.50, second favourite. Mega Mia, pretty solid at the six fifty mark, number three. Number seven, Saigon, also a six fifty chance. Starlight Scope's been spec number nine, it's $13 into $10. Bam's on fire, number one, a $10 chance as well. Six Ocean Miss, 11. And Zimawi, number four, is a $13 chance. But excellent money here for the favourite Lady of Honour number five but also as I mentioned specking for Starlight Scope. Lady of Honour well back Gator how do you think the race might shape up for her first of all? Yeah I think she'll lead this time uh, I think she was just taken out of her comfort zone a little bit first up the 1200 was a fast run race and she was up near the speed the trifecta all swooped in that race I think it's her and Starlight Scope that's hit one too maybe Bams on Fire gets a good trail here as well and, and she could improve just hasn't won for 100 years which is a knock there. Look, I'm tipping a, a swooper here in groovy kind of love. Uh, I thought she was excellent first up last time in. And you look at the form guide and say 8 to 13, you go, what's he talking about? Well, uh, she was absolutely steaming home when her luck ran out in that race. And then she tested Yonsei at 1,600 uh, second up. So if she's within striking distance with 52 kilos, she can get over the top of these. Scared stiff of Lady of Honour, happy to back her and play some Quinellas as well. Um, I liked her first start, but I just think it, it just didn't work out well enough. Uh, she won second up last time in. The tempo of 1400 will suit her much better. And, uh, of course, she led and won the Twilight Glow the last time she was at Caulfield over 1400. Mega Mia's flying. She's got a terrific effort last time, sharply back in trip. And she's the other key winning hope. And Saigon's a good fresh mare. She's not out of it either. 8537. How are you seeing the second, Dino? Uh, Warren, I'm with Lady of Honour. I, I thought first up, uh, whenever Invincible Jet's in a race, it takes a lot of horses out of their comfort zone and you don't want to be first up in that scenario and that's unfortunately what happened for Lady of Honour and she was off the bit early but as uh, JD Hay said, right on the line she was going okay again and I think this is a totally different scenario. Gators outlined the case. I think Starlight Scope uses Barrier 1 and Lady of Honour will be right there and I'm going with her. I thought Saigon's recent jump out at Flemington was excellent. She's carried a lot of uh, big weights last preparation, so she's straight down to the bottom of the weights here and fresh. I think she can run well. Groovy kind of love, uh, as Gator mentioned, was very unlucky here first up last campaign. Looks to have trialled well, and she's right down in the weights and starlight scope. She just runs 1,400 metres. It was a beautiful ride last start by Blake McDougall. Didn't get the prize, but ran well. I think she'll be somewhere around them again. But uh, I'm playing the race principally around numbers 5 and 7, 5, 7, 8, 9. Five, seven, eight, and nine from Dean Lester. Eight, five, three, and seven from David Gately. Thinking the first up run, as long as it didn't take too much out of Lady of Honour, this with the benefit of that run at a solid tempo, out to 1,400 metres should suit. Five ahead of three, Mega Mia. She's so versatile. She was in a blanket finish, but I think the step up to 1,400 metres will suit her, and, and she'll be camped a little bit off the speed, but will be strong late. Starlight Scope riding the speed, and... Groovy kind of love who gets the blinkers off here. Looks to have trialled up okay to resume. My numbers in race two are five, three, nine and eight. Race three on the card at Caulfield over the 1,400 metres. A benchmark 78. Scratchings are numbers five, 10, 12, 13 and 16. The bottom two emergencies gain a start. How does the market look, Nicole? 
Well, Peshera is the favourite number seven. It's $3.80 and there is a 26-set deduction. It's pretty solid if you take that into account. Cardinal Gem number 14 is a $4.20 chance next. El Rocco number 11, $4.80. Munamek number nine has been spec, $17 into the $10 quote. So Risque number six is $11. Corona Lad number 17 was backed at a price, about $19 into 13 after deductions. Polanco number three, $17. I Could Do Better number 15 is $18. Number two, He's the Real Deal, 21 Kelly Shani Lad number 18 is $41. We take Manhattan number one is also a $41 chance. Midships number eight, 61. And Surreal Image number four is a $61 chance also. So in this market, there's money for a couple of roughies. Munamek number nine and Corona Lad number 17. How do you think the tempo shapes up here, Dane? Uh, Warren, I think that the, the likely speed, uh, looking at them, uh, probably uh, Surreal Image, he's a long time off, but he usually... Races on pace regardless of distance. He's the real deal. Uh, probably comes across from out wider. But then you've got a group of maybe Corona Lad using an inside draw. Might be not that far off. So risque, Pasquero if he begins cleanly. And Polanco from out wider. Uh, I think the likely leader, Danistar, was uh, scratched. So, uh, yeah, it's changed a little bit. But not clear cut. But I think you know, the size of the field should generate a reasonable speed. How'd you settle on them? I like uh, El Rocco. I think he's going really well. I thought his effort last start was good. That was a drying track to a good four. Uh, he was ridden probably a little bit closer in the run, and he battled on well. Gets Jamie Mott back aboard. He just has a really good understanding of what the horse needs, and uh, I'm with him. I think the stable's going very well at the moment also. So I'm with El Rocco to beat uh, number seven, and that is Pasquero, who obviously should have won last start. He was his own worst enemy by missing the start, then getting checked out of it and then running into dead ends in the straight. Uh, I think clean getaway, 1,400 metres, he can run well. Uh, so risque, he was too far back last start. Also, he should just got to use that gate, got to begin cleanly, and he can be right in the good spot and in the firing line at the finish. Cardinal Gem will be standing them up a start, but he's got a big finish on him, drawn wide. At least he'll have clear air to run on strongly. But uh, no, I think playing it mainly around El Rocco and Pasquero Warren, my numbers 11, 7, 6 and 14. Your thoughts here, Gator? Yeah, pretty keen on Pasquero. I think his first up run tells you, you know, in a fast race, going through the line beautifully around the likes of passive-aggressive, tells you he's come back really well. Unfortunately, we just uh, haven't seen him get any clear running ever since. You know, gap between run second up, pole axe, uh, I agree with Dean. I think he should have won last time. I know it's, it's debatable. It's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, as a, I guess as a consequence of that, he hasn't had a hard run as well. Now he draws a nice middle gate. So just clear running. Let's see if he's good enough. I think he is. Cardinal Gem, look, he draws the car park with a couple of scratchings help. Um, he's, he's Put it this way, he's better. He's up to winning any benchmark 78 on this planet. His former and Jimmy the Bear's great. His jump out was terrific. El Rocco, two outstanding wins on wet ground and um, then good effort last time on dryer. Did beat home Pesquero there. And Polanco must have a case on uh, the same key form line. 7, 14, 11 and 3. Okay, to interest in your thoughts on Pesquero in particular. He's hasn't had a lot of luck, as you've outlined, but uh, there are some horses who have a racing style that probably means that they're not going to get a lock throughout their career. How do you try and decide whether it's just been circumstances with Pesquero or is he that little bit of a heartbreaker? How do you go about trying to, to decide between the two? Yeah, look, it's, um, it's a, you know, it's each horse, individual horse, isn't it, on, on, its, on its merit and their profile. So, look, he's still relatively early in his career and there's nothing about him that, that tells me he's disingenuous in any way. Um, you know, you've got other horses... Uh, 
I was going to say we'll remain nameless, but they can't hear me, so it's fine. Um, you know, horses like William Thomas and that, you, you, you just got to give them life. They'll bob up once every couple of years, but, you know, you're out of money by then. <laughs> Fair assessment. And one via the SMS, Dave from Bendigo, saying don't rule out Kalashani Lad in race three, an emergency gaining a start. I'm sticking with Al Rocco. I think uh, he showed that he can be very versatile on firm ground last start, and he does have a good enough racing style. He'll put himself into a position 11 for me. Al Rocco, ahead of 14, Cardinal Gem. He'll need some luck from back in the field, but uh, his, all his runs to date have been terrific. He's trialled up nicely between runs. Certainly with clear running, Pesquero looks the other key winning hope for me. And interesting runner number nine, Munamek, first run for the Nick Ryan stable. We've heard that there's been some support through the, the tab with Nicole Thomas. I thought his jump outs have been good. A horse that formerly raced in Hong Kong. I thought his, uh, his jump outs have been encouraging and could well figure in the finish. 11, 14, 7 and 9 from me. Dino was with 11, 7, 6 and 14. David Gately with 7, 14, 11 and 3 here in race 3. Time for a break on RSN 927. 22 after 8. Keep working through the Caulfield program after this. This is Saturday morning's must-listen format. The Melbourne Racing Panel. Dean Lester, David Gately, Nicole Thomas from the tab and myself, Warren Huntley, working through the meeting at Caulfield. Memsey Stakes Day with a terrific support card. We're on a soft six with the rail in the true position. Race four is over 1,400 metres. The scratchings are numbers 1, 11 and 13. What's the market telling us in this race, Nicole? Well, there's a 10 cent deduction there, but Gentleman Roy is the favourite number nine. It's been solid after the uh, 10 cents. It's a $4.60 chance. I wish I win has been incredibly well back. Number 14, the second favourite, has been $9 into $5. Buffalo River, number two, $5.50. Nicoloni Vito, number 12, is six fifty. Number three, Banker's Choice has met with some support, $8 into the seven fifty quote. Open Minded, number four, $13. It's in from 15 as well. Winning Partner, number 10, 14. Flash, our number eight is a $16 chance. Number seven, Romance, a 20 Five Rich Hips, $26. Poetic Charmer, number 15, is 34 And number six, High Stranger, there at $41. So there is some good money here for I Wish I Win, the second favourite. And outside of that, probably Banker's Choice, the best backed. Dino, you see Buffalo River in a race. You tend to put him into an on-speed position. How do you think this race might shape up for him? Yeah, I don't think there's any exception here, Warren. Uh, he's drawn out uh, with the claim for Logan McNeil. I think open-minded at 1,400 is going to be prominent. Gentleman Roy, Roy can use an inside draw. So we're going to get a reasonable speed here. Uh, this is a terrific race. It, it, this is certainly like akin to a stakes race. Uh, I'm a little bit interested in a price at number eight, Flash R, because he is just a dynamic fresh horse. Uh, he has trolled up nicely. He wasn't really let off the bit. He trolled in the same troll as I Wish I Win, who probably visually look more impressive, but I don't think Flash R was asked to do a lot. And uh, I just think he's, I think the stable would know he's so effective first up. I'm just thinking he's over the odds, and I'm a little play on him. Nicolini Vito raced very flat second up and uh, and over-raced, as J.D. Hayes mentioned. I think three weeks between runs, the little gear change, a genuine speed here will suit him, but uh, good chances to the likes of 14 I Wish I Win, who looks a very nice horse and has trolled stylishly, can understand the backing for him. And Banker's Choice, who I think's trolled up okay, look for him to be strong late. But the likes of Gentleman Roy, Buffalo River, open-minded, have all got terrific chances. Mightn't have ended there. It's a fantastic race, but uh, just looking for a bit of value with Flash R. 8, 12, 14 and 3. Dino seeing it as very competitive. Gator, how are you seeing it? 
No, same boat. I think it's a great little uh, race to play some Quinellas. That's why I'll be attacking the race. And look, I've tipped Banker's Choice on top. I think he's jumped out well enough. He got a long way back into blame mistakes first up last time in. I absolutely crawled in that. At 17 lengths below average. Um, he was able to run home 11.08. It was the clear fastest of any horse all day, including horses like Zaki and those sort of horses. He crossed the line with Mr. Brideside, who won the Lawrence and ran by Buffalo River. This Buffalo River, who gave a great side in that Lawrence, he was six weeks between runs. Fitter and back from weight for age. He's well-weighted after the claim. I agree with Dino. Flash R's over the odds. He's a, he's a dynamite fresh. And uh, he got a long way back in that trial. He ran home under, under no riding. Liked what I saw there. And Gentleman Roy resumed. Had a terrific prep last time. Easily beat Tuvalu, then chased Yonsei. Um, doesn't in there. Was, uh, you know, open-minded and, and I wish I win. And co. So, toughy. I'm going 3289. Yeah, David Gately's numbers in the fourth, 3289. Dino looking for a bit of value, 14, 2, 3, and 8. Gee, I thought it was a, a terrific race. I thought number 14. Actually, Dino, I've got your wrong number. There, it's your, your top selection was Flash R, wasn't it? Number 8. Dino, we'll just recap your numbers there 8, 12, 14, and 3. 8, 12, 14, and 3 for Dino. 14, 2, 3, Throw three, two, eight, and nine for Gator. I'll get there eventually. And I'm looking at number 14. I wish I win. I thought that the trial, as Dino referenced with Flash R, was good. He's run Group 1 level in New Zealand, which should translate pretty well to company over here, look good. And I don't think he necessarily has to get that far back in the field. Blinkers are off, crossover noseband off. Peter Moody's put the nose roll on. 14 for me, ahead of two, Buffalo River, who should give a good sight, riding the speed. Stablemate, three, Banker's Choice will be closing off, and eight, Flash R, Ditto, will be closing off strongly through that good trial, same heat as I wish I win. So just recapping the numbers, 14, 2, 3 and 8 from me, David Gately's with number 3, 2, 8 and 9. Dean Lester looking for a bit of value with numbers 48. 12, 14 and 3 from Dino. 8, 12, 14 and 3 in race 4. Let's quickly move on to race 5 and it is over. 1,200 metres, one of the features of the day, the McNeil Stakes, an intriguing race and a horse who's created a, a lot of uh, a lot of market attention in aft cabin. But scratching is number 14. It is over the 1,200 metres. Set weights and penalties. Group 3 for the three-year-olds. How's the market trending, Nicole? Well, number 12, Aft Cabin, the favourite, has been incredibly well backed by Pundas, one of the better back runners on the program, 3.20 into $2.30. Jackano, number 6, has also moved in slightly, 6.50 into 5.50. Zambagini, number 10, a $6.50 chance, has been very solid at that quote. Dormier, number 1, $9 into 8.50, and the rest of them have drifted. Number 4, Crosswinds, out to $12. Number 9, Lincoln Square, 17 Tijuana, number 3, $26. Number 13, Squad, also at that $26 quote. Maximilius, number 2, is 31. Number 5, He's Heaven drifting to 31 also. Atlantis Tycoon, number 8, $51. Superset, number 11, 81. And Man in the Mirror, number 7, is also an $81 chance. So Af Cabin, very well backed by the punters. And there is some money for Jackano there as well. Dino, how are we thinking they might shape up here? Warren, that's a really good question because uh, we're seeing horses in their spring preparation and we haven't, some of them have only seen a little bit of, but I'm thinking... Lincoln Square from out wide, Zambagini from out wide, perhaps uh, closer to the inside, Maximilius and Squad will be uh, prominent, but uh, Blue Diamond winner Dormier mightn't be that far away, and uh, then it comes down to where the favourite will be, Aft Cabin, uh, he's probably going to be inside midfield, but uh, yeah, back towards the inside, and 
and maybe Jack and O following him from back in the field. Gee, it's a, a challenge lining up the different form lines. A lot of talk that the two-year-old crop wasn't a stellar crop from last year. We're seeing a number of them emerge here. How did you settle in the McNeil? Yeah, that's the, the question. Uh, yeah, will that uh, group, who they'd never run uh, great figures, uh, even the Blue Diamond uh, winner didn't run a great figure that day, uh, whether they have progressed or this group like Aft Cabin and a couple of others that have come through what look lesser form lines will measure up and I'll be more of a spectator, but a very interested spectator, and I'm going to go with Aft Cabin. I think he's, I think he should be Guinea's favourite. Uh, it's an interesting challenge coming 14 back to 1200, and then he'll build from here. But getting another look at Caulfield, as uh, James Cummings referenced, uh, might be all important in his preparation towards the Guineas, and seems as though it's a real focus. So uh, I'm going to go with him, but very interested in the likes of Jack. And I wish he'd drawn wide. He just doesn't muster. He's going to have to have a, need a bit of luck getting through traffic. But that's uh, what Damien Lane's there for, and uh, he's riding up a storm at the moment. Uh, is a horse that I've got a lot of time for, and he might be a Guineas horse as well. Uh, comes through that Anzac Day Stakes every year. It produces nice horse uh, at the right time. He just might be a horse that can keep going here. I think he's big odds. And uh, same applies to Atlantis Tycoon, who I thought was ultra-impressive on Dubu. Failed at his second run. Recent trial down the straight looked okay. He might be big odds for trifectas and first fours. But we'll learn a lot more out of this race. Uh, but I think Aft Cabin um, is a pretty smart horse. Whether I take the really short odds, I'm not so sure. But he's the one to beat. 12, 6, 3 and 8. Gator, how are you seeing that challenge for Aft Cabin coming up in grade and back to the 1,200? Yeah, look, I think it's, it's um, you know it's, it's a challenge for him, but I think he's well and truly up to it. It's interesting, isn't it, on, on the two-year-old ratings you touched on, we've only really had one test of that um, so far. It was in the Silver Shadow last week, and all of a sudden the race is rated really well. So just goes to show you um, it's not a lifetime. Uh, you're not stamped uh, as an under-15 athlete, um, when, you know, uh, that's a lifetime um, rating for you, uh, they continue to improve and emerge. So it's really promising already at first exposure for this crop, I think. Aft Cabin's debut was good. The track was bottomless. Um, and then he won like a really good horse at Sandown. Uh, he ran time. He thrashed a horse called Belair. Made him look like a rocking horse. That horse was right on the heels of Berkeley Square, you know, prior to that. He was $15 in the guineas. Um, and uh, look, I think he can um, come back to the 1,200 and, and beat them. Zambagini resumes, walked in his maiden, held off Vegeta San, who since won really well. I'm forgiving last week's miss. Once he blew the start, his race was over. Um, liked the way he came away in his latest jump out win as well. Jackano resumes. I think he was the best run in the race in a blue diamond. Now has two and a half kilos on Dormier. And uh, he was strong uh, to the wire in his latest jump out, beating another key rival in Maximilius. And crosswinds is a horse I've got a bit of time for as well. He, did, uh, he was very new in that first prep, looked a bit brittle, I bet he's come on. He's jumped out well also. 12, 10, 6 and 4. 12, 10, 6 and 4 from Gator. 12, 6, 3 and 8 from Dino. On with Aft Cabin also. He just looks to have upside. There is the challenge of coming back to 1,200 metres and rising in grade. But the dominance of his win tells me that he's a horse with well above average ability. And 
James Cummings would, would have some form of template for be able to get him back in trip and keep some sharpness in his legs. But a bit like Dino, I don't necessarily want to rush in at a short quote, but I don't want to tip against him. 12 ahead of 10, Zambagini, who was, looks to have trolled up nicely to resume. He's unbeaten to date. This is a much tougher test, I believe, than he's seen to date. I love the jump out down the straight of number eight, Atlantis Tycoon. His debut win here at Caulfield was terrific. And six, Jack and O first up with the blinkers off. I'd look for him to be working home. 12, 10, 8 and 6 for me in race 5. Just an SMS a line dropping out with the uh, the tips for race 4. I think it might have been me just more stumbling over them. We will repeat the tips in race 4. My numbers in race 4 were 14, 2, 3 and 8. David Gately, the SMS was about, was numbers 3, 2, 8 and 9. Dean Lester in race 4 was with numbers 8, 12, 14 and 3. Race 6 on the card, sprint race. Group 3 level over the 1,100 metres. Terrific race it is. Scratchings up the top of the weights. Numbers 1, Oxley Road and 2, Kalos not taking their place. How does the market look, Nicole? We've got two equal favourites here at $4.40, Star Patrol and Generation. Star Patrol number 10 has actually drifted out to that quote, three seventy out to four forty. whereas Generation number 3 has been $6 into the four forty quote. Number 4, In the Boat, on the drift from three ninety out to $4.60. There's money for Red Can Man, number 6, it's into $5 from an opening $8. Number 7, Shooting for Gold's next best. It did reach 17 at one point, open 13 back into $12. Number 5, Not an Option, is $15, and there has been money at a price in from about 20 $6. Number 12, bless her, 18 9 the move is $21. Money for the roughy little Stevie here as well, number 11. It's 41 into 23 Current number 8, $61. And Fortunate Kiss, number 13, also a $61 chance. So Generation's been well-backed in this race. Red Can Man, there's money there. And also money for Not An Option. Recent support for Shooting for Gold and also roughy little Stevie. Some quality horses, exciting sprinters resuming here. Gator, how do you think they might settle? Yeah, speed looks good, doesn't it? Um, I think Star Patrol and In the Boat come over um, and probably Bless Her takes the trail is the way I see it. Uh, I think Star Patrol um, can win. I think he obviously walked in the maiden fresh last. I mean, two really fast wins at Flemington and he gave three kilos to Passive Aggressive. Made her work to beat him. And I think he probably more beat himself that day up the straight. He trolled well with Bellinipatina. Generation, I loved his jump out. It was the same day as Star Patrol and Bella Nepotino. He went every bit as well as Bella, in my humble. And he did win a Group 3 fresh up last time. in ran well in a Group 1, William Reed against the older horses. He's got a couple of big overall time figures on his CV and one of them on soft ground. In the boat resumes, won 6 of 7 last prep. The miss was at 1,400. He runs time from the front. He's beaten the Goodwood winner, Lombardo. His jump out was solid. And shooting for gold, he might be the one sitting back um, and charging. I think he was ridden a bit too close, a bit too much daylight up the straight for him, and it dulled his finish. And uh, I think they'll ride him a bit differently here. And he's the best roughy, uh, well, uh, value perhaps. But look, in, in order of preference, 10, 3, 4, and 7. 10, 3, 4, and 7 from Gator. Dino involved in the ownership and in the boat, so we'll get your, uh, we'll get your thoughts on how he's progressing after we get your, your thoughts on the race overall. How are you lining him up today? Uh, Warren, uh, look, he's going to roll along in front, and uh, my query on him is that those sort of horses have got to be hard fit, and he might be better the firmer the tracks. So that they're the two negatives. The positives, I think, a couple of scratchings this morning takes a little bit of heat out of it. I think he... Star Patrol and uh, the move are probably the three that come across pretty quickly. Uh, He'll run a good race in the boat. If he wins today, it's an absolute bonus going 
forward because he's gone from the bottom of the weights to the virtually uh, right up in the weights uh, at the set weights and penalties. So it'll be an interesting first up challenge for him. I think the horse that's prepped right up to win first up is Generation. He was ready to go last week. They elected to scratch from the wide draw. The stable won the race with Bella Nipatina as it was. He's had another strong gallop. He'll be ready to go. I think he's well drawn. I think he's the one to beat. He likes Caulfield. Star Patrol's a beauty. Whether he's better, a bit like in the boat on drier ground, when he ran those fast times, he had firm ground. And then he's beaten by Passive Aggressive, which is no uh, no uh, surprise because she's a, maybe a star and we'll see her in the next race. But uh, he's... His performances, I think, might be a little bit better on the dry ground, but he'll run well uh, in the boats there with a good chance. And I think Red Can Man will run a good race uh, over from Perth. We saw him last year, probably tackled the wrong races. This is a good option for him uh, off a break. He can be very competitive, and he's quite well weighted under the set weight and penalties. Uh, but, yeah, really good sprint race, 3, 10, 4, and 6. What are your discussions with Lindsay Smith in terms of how he's he's got in the boat, how he's prepping up? Yeah, he's... Uh, forward enough to run a, a really good race so that you know you, we and we're there to win there's no doubt about that but whether the last 200 meters you've got to think back to this time last year he was beaten in a 64 first up admittedly by a good city horse in easy single who's been running well in sydney and then he ran behind duchess of dorset and then he really built so you know i'm thinking that you know a horse like him with his style takes a couple of runs to really build their form but uh you know, he'll run a good race Dino's numbers 3, 10, 4 and 6 in race 6. David Gately with numbers 10, 3, 4 and 7. On with Generation, I think as Dino said, he's been prepped up for this, went for a gallop at Caulfield during the week. The visor is off from a good draw and uh, he's there to, to run very well first up, I think. Number 3, Generation. Had a 4 in the boat, who will hopefully give a great sight riding the speed. 10, Star Patrol, the other horse who could be on to some very good races. Round a bend and... The track with some given it, he'd probably be better on firmer ground, but he looks to have also trialled up well. And number seven, shooting for gold. Might appreciate getting back round to Ben. Three, four, ten and seven for me in race six. Time for a break on RSN 927. Back with the Quaddy Leaks, 18 after. Way through the Group 1 meeting at Caulfield. Terrific racing there with the Memsey, the feature, and a terrific support card. We're up to race seven, the second leg of the Quaddy, the Cockrum Stakes for the Mares at Group 3 level. Argentia, number four, saved for another day. For this race over 1,200 metres, Nicole, what's the market doing? Passive aggressive is the favourite, and it's been incredibly well back. Two seventy into two dollars now. Did get into a dollar ninety five only a few minutes ago, but that is huge shorten there. Isotope number eight next in the market, nine dollars into the six dollar fifty quote. Number eleven, Chain of Lightning is a seven dollar chance next. Flying mascot number three has been met with some support, eleven dollars into nine fifty. Number two, Kiss on all four cheeks is twelve dollars. Number one, Graceful Girl drifting out to fourteen dollars. Zuzarella number six, thirty one dollars. Pride of Jenny number twelve. There is some support into $34 from 51. Hellfest number 5 out to 34. Jump the Broom number 13 out to 51. She's All Class number 9, also a $51 chance. Throntari number 10, 101. And Terramia number 14 is 251. But Passive Aggressive is the best back runner on the program early. Best backed on the program, Dino. What sort of a run is she likely to get? Oh, I think pretty good, Warren. Uh, she's uh, got good tactical speed. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of speed in drawn insider perhaps a horse like pride of jenny could kick up but uh outside of that i'm thinking chain of lightning out wider perhaps jump the broom there's a lot of these that like to settle and balance up so i think passive aggressive can probably uh, nearly dominate the race 
Is that your, your top selection? Tell us how you're playing the Cochrane. I think she's a likely winner. The one I, I do think that's uh, just never runs badly is Flying Mascot, and uh, she's proven at this level having uh, placed behind Probabile at this track and distance last preparation and then went on to win two stakes races and a little bit of jar out of the track really does suit her. I think if there was to be upset, I think Flying Mascot would provide it, but uh, ultimately I think Passive Aggressive's probably the winner. Uh, Chain of Lightning hasn't done anything wrong either. She's very smart. I think uh, this is another step up again, but uh, she'll run well. And Isotope, hard to ignore that last run in the Stradbroke, was very good. Uh, and 1,200 metres probably suits her that a little bit better, and she should get a good drag into the race and, and be very competitive. It's a tremendous field, but to, to think that uh, at the end of the day we've got a near-odds-on favourite uh, suggests how highly regarded passive-aggressive is both off her race form and that most recent trial. So I'll put them in 7, 3, 11 and 8. How highly are you rating passive-aggressive, Gator? Uh, very. Um, now, she's um, in a similar boat to Alation, today in that uh, they can't win on on ratings. Um, now, as I've said a million times, I think the problem with ratings is they're fabulous before the race, um, or after the race, sorry, but our job is to, to find the winner before the race. And I think they both measure up really hot, uh, nicely here. Uh, Passive-aggressive couldn't have trialled any better. It's as good as they trial. Um, unbeaten, then sales by Star Patrol, again, in quick time. Uh, so... Yeah, I think she measures up. Isotope, her sole top two Miss Fresh was last prep when she struck very heavy ground. It's not her go. She was the first uh, girl home in the Group 1 Stradbroke. She beat Star Tontos at Cayman 1 and beat Snap Dancer in another Group 1. You know, Snap Dancer's in the market in a Memsey as well. As a 104 Raider, you know, she should have 8.5 kilos um, on passive-aggressive. Flying Mascot, 9 kilos. Touched off by the mighty Probabile, fresh last time in. Two neat jump-out wins, chain of lightning, powered through the line fresh and beat a good male in, in fire. Uh, Zuzarella, who was on the heels of Fangill and Espiona, first up last time in there, a couple of coming Group 1 winners. Wow, we best Cochrane I've seen, 7-8-3-11. 7-8-3-11 from Gator, 7-3-11 and 8 from Dino. I agree, it's a terrific edition of the Cochrane Stakes and uh, she faces her biggest challenge to date, but I think she's up to it. Passive-aggressive, I think her residual fitness, terrific trial in between runs and her record to date and the fact that she'll get a nice run somewhere near the speed. She's clear top pick for me. Seven ahead of three, flying mascot. Love the way she's jumping out in the Western District. She'll be very strong late. Two kiss on all four cheeks and one graceful girl. They represent some proven class in the race. They'll be closing off strongly. Seven, three, two and one for me. Race seven. Let's get to the feature, the Memsey, the group one over 1,400 metres. It's clear of scratchings. What's the market telling us, Nicole? The money's with Alligator Blood, the favourite, number three here, $6.50 into $4.60. So incredibly well back. Tofane, number 12, has also been specced, $8.50 into $6.50. Number five, Western Empire, $5 out to the $6.50 quote. Number 11, Elation, is also a drifter, $5.50 out to $7.50. Cascadia, number two, did shorten earlier in the week, but it's solid the $8.50 quote now. I'm Thunderstruck, number one, $10 into $9. Snap Dancer, number 14, $8.50 out to the $9.50 quote. All the other ones down the bottom have drifted. Number six, call sign Mav out to 21. Dewis, number 13, $26. Lightsaber, number 10, 34. Number nine, Dragon Leap, also a $34 chance. Nonconformist, number four, $41. Seven Elephant, 71. And Zarek, number eight, is $81. But Alligator Blood, very well back. The favourite, number three. And also money for Tofane as well.
How's the speed look here, Gator? Uh, look, it's probably a touch below uh, Group 1 uh, standard if I, if I had to try and predict it, which is exactly what you've asked me to do. Um, Snap Dancer, probably um, the most likely leader. I think Alation will go forward from the draw. Uh, Lightsaber could posse up. Tafane led in one, and all stakes, remember, first up last time in. I don't know why they would shy away from those tactics here without a Buffalo River in it. Of course, he, he was in the noms, but they picked the, the easier race. So... Um, that's why I'm reading the, the tempo of the race. Alligator Blood's probably one. They'll use Gate 1 as well. Uh, so, yeah, I think tactics the first couple hundred will be fascinating here. How'd you settle on them? Look, um, I, there were some challenges. Uh, but I've t- I'm tipping Western Empire. Um, I'm convinced he's a star. You know, he might be the next Arcadia Queen. He was an effortless winner first up last time and then absolutely demolished them in a railway. Um, you know, they don't win like that too often. Um, his trials have been terrific. Soft track, long breaks, so, you know, they're queries. Snap Dance is uh, fresh issues off a near identical break uh, when she, uh, win, uh, when winning the Sangster in Adelaide, that was on a soft six as well. Then nailed by Star Tontes in a Group 1 last time at 1400. I think she's in the game. Elation, despite the rating, measures right up here, I think. Uh, his jump outs have been outstanding. You know, he went better than I'm Thunderstruck in the, in the jump outs. Uh, his um, first two wins were brilliant. His third win wasn't as much so, but I'm, I think he was end of prep and he still beat him. I'm um, thunderstruck. Tipped him first up, last him in. Told he was fat. This time they reckon he's fit. Alligator blood, Cascadian uh, in the quaddy as well. What a race! Five, fourteen, eleven, and one. Indeed, what a race, Dino. Your thoughts on the Memsey? Yeah, certainly is Warren. Uh, I'm going to go with Cascadian. I just think that. Uh... He finished that last preparation winning an all-age stakes at 1,400 metres at Group 1 level, uh, getting Tefane right on the line. But you look back at that preparation, and he'd run in an all stakes. Uh, he'd run in a Peter Young. He'd run an Australian Cup at 2,000 metres, backed up in an all-star mile, ran in a Doncaster. So it was hardly as though he was aimed up at the, all, at the all-age, yet he got the job done. A little bit of jar out of the track. That most recent trial, uh, that's as good as I've ever seen him go. Uh, that was in the Animo trial at Warwick Farm. He was just idling through the line and, and making ground as he was doing it. So I think Blake Shin's a great fit for him. I think the speed, as Gator said, it's not huge speed, but they've drawn directly inside Cascadian. And uh, I think he can be a lot closer than he's been in a few of the races at 1,400 at Caulfield. So if he lands midfield, I think he'll be strong late. I think he's great odds. I think he's the one to beat. I'm very, very wary of Western Empire. I think uh, we'll be mentioning his name a lot during spring. His trials have been, I think, spot on for a good return. Uh, he'll be hitting the line hard. He could win. Uh, Tafane just doesn't miss at 1,400 metres. Uh, Caulfield, Tick, uh, won the oar here first up. Looks to real intent to have trialled up uh, with recent jump outs. Gets a great run from the draw. I think she races well. And uh, Alation, yeah, he's... Uh, the wild card, uh, it's an interesting challenge he's got both in class and the speed map. He's three starts to date. He's drawn one, one and two. All of a sudden he comes from the second outside draw against the best field he's ever faced. So it's a really interesting challenge that he has to meet here, but he looks to be going very, very well. Uh, Alligator Blood's the other one I'm putting in the quaddy, but a magnificent race. Two, five, 12, 11. The Dean Lester's numbers, five, four, 11 and one from David Gately. I'm also thinking it's a wide race and a few go in the quaddy. I just thought Tafane with three recent jump outs under her belt might be forward enough and... 
with that first up win in the all last start. This might be a, a good race for her, getting the right run. 12 ahead of two, Cascadian, who couldn't have trialled up better. 11, Alation, untapped, may well be up to the challenge. 5, Western Empire, horse who's destined for better things during the spring. Alligator, alligator blood also goes in my quaddy. 12 to 11 and 5 from me. Before we take a quick break on RSN 927, come back to with the boys' thoughts on the last, their best and quaddies replacement riders to date for Billy Egan at Caulfield today. Race one, number six, Spanish Tides is Blake Shin. We're awaiting a rider for race two, number four, Zamawi. High Stranger, race four, number six is Harry Coffey. And race nine, number nine, Jimmy the Bear is T.O. Nugent. Wrapping up Memsey Stakes Day, meeting that final rider replacement for Billy Egan's come through race two, number four, Zamawi, is Craig Newitt. We get to the last on the card, race nine, the, the Heatherly Handicap, or Heatherly Stakes, over the 1,700 metres. Scratchings are numbers 1, 12 and 16. How's the market look here, Nicole? Jimmy the Bear is the favourite here, number nine. $3.80 in from $6.50. So incredibly well back, the favourite. But there's also money here for the second favourite, No Effort, number eight. It's into $5 from $9.50. Delphi, number two, it's on the drift out to $7.50. Emissary, number 11, is out to $9. Luna, number seven, a $9.50 chance. Number 10, Desert Icon, it's been met with good support, $19 into $12. Daquan Sweet Jr., number five, is 18 Number 13, Team Captain, $19. Charlie Rose is a $23 chance. It's number six. 14 Royal Mile, $23. Barbie's Fox, number 17, also 23. Shiraz, number three, is $26. Shapata, number four, is 34. And also Adelaide Ace, number 15, is a $51 chance. But punters with the two favourites here, Jimmy the Bear, number nine, and also number eight, no effort. And recapping, Nicole, the best bets at Caulfield and around the country today? Oh, I think uh, Aft Cabin, race five, number two at Caulfield's been incredibly well backed. Passive Aggressive, that's race seven, number seven. That just keeps shortening up this morning now into even money. And also Lady of Honour, race two, that was really well backed. What's Nicole Thomas's best for the day? Oh, look, I'm with Alligator Blood to win the feature race, the Memsey Stakes. And I also think Gentleman Roy in race four can give a really nice sight from the front. So fingers crossed for those bets. And I hope the punters have a winning day today. Hope you have a winning day too. Nicole, thanks for your help this morning. Thanks very much, Warren. Dino, bring us home a winner in the last. It's a really good race to finish, Warren. Uh, we've got uh, no effort probably leading Jimmy the Bear, I'd imagine. Uh, it probably depends how the track's playing by this stage of the day. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Luna Flair. I think uh, her one run in the Winter Championship final was outstanding. Freshened up. Recent trial beyond non-conformist. I thought she just trucked through the line really well. I'm tipping a really good day for Graham Begg, and I think Luna Flair can run really well here in the last. To beat number nine, Jimmy the Bear, uh, he's just in, he's a winner, and he keeps getting better with racing. He'll be up on the speed. Soft ground suits, he'll run well again. Eight, no effort. I think how the track's playing by this stage of the day will be key. She won this race last year. It was earlier in the day. It was a good four, and it was a day where the, the on-paces were doing well. By the last race, hoping the, the fence holds up for Gavin Bedgood and the team with no effort, trying to win it for the second consecutive year. Put her in for third, and Emissary's trolled really well leading into this race. First up can run well. Delphi's the other one I'll be putting in the quaddy. Seven, nine, eight, and 11. Your thoughts, Gator? Yeah, look, I think, uh, well, firstly, I was you know, pleasantly surprised. Uh, Wednesday, the tab went up $11, no effort, I think. Um, that's just wrong, win, lose or draw. Uh, as, as Dino's reference, she won this last year on top of the ground. She's better on tracks with give, and uh, she looks the, the obvious leader here. Her run, two runs back, uh, was enormous, um, given the speed, she said, and then they kicked for home six or seven hundred out. 
um, and then had, I was set a fair task at 2,400 again last time. So I think with um, a more uh, logical sort of tactic here, it's going to take some running down. Emissary, if you're beating less than a length by Cascade and at weight for age, first up last time in, you can certainly win this. Delphi beat him in the jump out, but he was powering the line running up next to him. Uh, they both went really well. Uh, Delphi, of course, chased no effort in this race last year. Uh, Nell gelded and, and jumped out well. We've touched on that. And Jimmy the Bear beat the older horses last time in open class. And um, he's in the game as well. 8, 11, 2, 9. Their gate is numbers 7, 9, 8, 11 from... Dean Lester, and I'm also with Luna Flair. I think that residual fitness from the winner championships and a lovely trial in between or stand her in good stead. Seven ahead of eight, no effort. Nine, Jimmy the Bear, and 11, Emissary in the last for me. Dino, we'll get your best bets and a quaddy before we let you go. Short, but I think passive aggressive will make the uh, step up in the Cochrane Warren race seven, number seven. If you wanted one at uh, each way odds, I think uh, Cascadian will run well in the Memsey and, and even Flash R in race four, I think it's way over the odds, race four, number eight. As for the Quaddy, the first leg, uh, three, ten, four, and six. Second leg, seven, three, eleven, and eight. Third leg, two, five, twelve, eleven, and three. Come home on seven, nine, eight, eleven, and two. Is, 11, is Leanne ploughing out any multis yet? Uh, no, I think next week uh, we'll uh, re- resume activities there, so uh, all set to go. Good luck today, Dino, in particular within the boat. Terrific. Thanks, Warren. Gator, how are you summing up the day? Uh, my best was race five, number 12, Aft Cabin. Uh, next best was race three, number seven, Pasquero. <clears throat> Quaddy-wise, I'm going 10, 3, 4, and 7. Uh, Cockrum, I'm going 7. Eight, three, eleven, and six. The Memsey going five, fourteen, eleven, one, three, and two. You're coming home with the Heather uh, just eight, eleven, and two. Great work, Gator. Grab a coffee. We'll be back looking at the Rose Hill meeting after the news with John Bowden.